This show is all about helping lawn care and landscape professionals take your business to the next level. Get ready to ride along on our 2022 kickoff tour, powered by Kohler Engines, Company Cam, and Xmark. We are traveling the sunshine state of Florida, talking with green industry leaders, discovering best practices and practical strategies to maximize profits. And now, here's your host, best-selling author of the new book, 101 Proven Ways to Increase Efficiency and Make More Money in Lawn Care, Paul Jameson. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Sun that Shine State. We got a couple Canton, Ohio boys in the house. <laughs> Sean Spencer from good old Canton, Ohio. What's up, Sean? Oh, living the dream here, Paul, staring at the ocean from about, a, about 150 yards, I'd say, maybe. Yep, the Gulf of Mexico. Sun shining, a little bit cool right now, but a uh, far cry from minus six degrees yesterday morning when we left Ohio. Wow, your wife looks <laughs> like she's loving it, uh, basking in the sun, reading her book. Yeah, I think one of her goals was to finish that book by tomorrow, so she looks like she's well on her way. Is, is that 101 proven ways to increase efficiency and make more money in lawn care? No, I think that... <laughs> I, I, <laughs> someone <laughs> joked that I should read my book. I don't know what that one is, but I'm sure it's something about a, a business or women or something. Okay. Well, shameless plug for my new book <laughs> there. But <laughs> Make sure you guys all go pick that one up, though. Yeah. So uh, before we get into everything, we have a bunch of people to thank. Uh, one of them is actually here, Brian Fullerton, uh, the Launchpreneur Academy. They are yeah. sponsoring this house, the Hardscape Academy, and uh, it is a magnificent house. So we appreciate them um, supporting in this event and uh, making it happen. So thank you, the Launchpreneur Academy. Absolutely, man. Thank you, guys. Brian, Liz, Kayla, Brittany, Hardscape Academy, Launchpreneur Academy. They're actually standing in the kitchen. It's a little awkward. Yeah, they're staring at us plug. right now. <laughs> Just sign that check, Brian. Just sign that check. <laughs> so the, the Launchpreneur Academy, Hardscape Academy, uh, sponsored this house. And then um, our friends at uh, Kohler Engines, mm -hmm. Xmark, Company Cam, are sponsored me to come down to Florida. So awesome. thank you to all, all the sponsors making Absolutely. this happen. Absolutely. Xmark and Kohler, for sure, are uh, leaders in taking care of the green industry, you know, and helping make things like this possible as well. Yeah. And you're such an OG, Sean. You remember being involved before anyone got a string trimmer or let alone a sponsorship deal or anything, uh, back when you started, I mean, I remember your, your videos, um, long, long time ago, none of, none of this stuff happened. So you've seen it go from no one got it to so now brands are like, wow, you guys really have a lot of people listening and watching. We want to be a part of it. 
Yeah, it's uh it's a true blessing today. Uh, you know, we're we're all very grateful uh for the companies that step up and, you know, make our lives just a little bit easier, whether that's with a piece of equipment, some form of compensation, you know, trips, uh whatever it is, you know, it's, it's a true blessing to, to take care of those that are taking time and effort and their own personal money to finance their own dream and their social media, uh, aspects for their business. So it's, it's definitely not cheap or free, but it's, uh, it's nice to be rewarded a little bit for, uh, you know, putting it out there. Yeah. Well, by you putting out your content, that's how we got connected because I won't say the street name, but I use, I grew up in a backyard, there's four or five backyards that are all combined together, make a big old open field. Mm -hmm. And so back in the day when I was in probably fifth grade, sixth grade, seventh grade, eighth grade, definitely throughout my middle school days, a couple of my friends lived on that street and those were their backyards. And then the other neighbors in between were cool. So we would set up baseball field in football field. And it was a huge open space. If you combine the four or five backyards together, and we had so much fun playing backyard, baseball, football, you name it back there. So that's my childhood memories. And I was watching YouTube one day, I was watching your channel and you were mowing that air. It's like, Oh my gosh, I know exactly where he is. And I messaged you. I was like, that's such a such street, blah, 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 yard. And you're like, who is this stalker? Right. You know? I was like, this guy's a weirdo. <laughs> I, I can literally remember that day. I'm like, Savannah, this dude knows where we're mowing. I think you mentioned the golf course that we were mowing. I, next oh, I know the golf course and the street. And I, I, I had it pinpointed exactly. I knew who lived there. You know, I knew the neighbor. <laughs> Believe it or not, that customer ended up firing for non-payment. Okay. So we took care of four of his properties, all, you know, 350,000 plus, you know, you know that neighborhood, really nice neighborhood. So all 350,000 plus properties. And he stuck us on like a three month, you know, net deal. Wow. Uh, they were co deemed commercial, but, uh, yeah, that was, that was pretty weird that day you messaged and said, I know that backyard. Yeah. Well, I, I, so I grew up in the neighborhood. I don't want to say all the street names because of your business, but yeah, yeah. I grew up in the other neighborhood that's, you know how there's the neighborhoods are connected. Yep. I grew up in the one that wasn't as luxurious. And then when I was in the sixth grade, no, no, no. When, when I was in the ninth grade, my parents moved to the nicer, the nicer one, the medium, medium one. Okay. You can keep going and it gets even oh, nicer. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I, I'm familiar with the area. So I, I knew exactly where you, <laughs> where you were, but then you became my friend because, um, my grandpa, he ended up passing away, but he, when he was in the nursing home and being sick, I was constantly going back to visit him and my grandma and all that stuff. And uh, you would take me out to Starbucks. Yep. And uh, this was before my podcast grew to what it was or whatever. And you were just, you know, uh, became my friend. So I yep. appreciated you taking the time to say, hey, you're in town, let's grab coffee. And we talked shop social media, all the stuff. And then lo and behold, we're hanging out in Minnesota at Toro Gulf of Mexico, a couple of years in a row. I feel like I see you outside of Canton more than I see you inside of Canton. Yeah. It, but it's very unique. You know, all that stemmed from just you commenting and saying, Hey, I know that backyard. And then, you know, Hey, I'm coming to town, you know, I'm going through this and that. And, uh, you know, here we are today. Right. I, I try to meet with everybody that's passed through our area just because, you know, we get so wrapped up in work and business that uh, we can't always go see folks or do as much as we'd like to. Um, what is that? Oh, that's uh, my cousin FaceTiming me. Hold on a second, guys. we got a big sponsor phoning in here live. Hey, hey Ryan. <laughs> hey, I'm on a podcast. <laughs> I'm on a podcast. I'll call you back. All right. See ya. Big news. All right. Big news. <laughs> <laughs> that better be oh, big that big news. sponsorship. <laughs> <laughs>
some big news. Oh man, let me put "Do Not Disturb" on my phone. Now I'm now I'm curious what the big news is. Oh my goodness, this is going to be a short podcast, guys. <laughs> he had a huge grin on his face. It's a big news. Oh man, that's good. <laughs> Blake can't hear that because uh, we have our headsets on. But my cousin just FaceTimed me, and, and it kind of startled us both. At first, I thought it was my phone. I'm like, oh, you how did looked, I do I this? Looked, I bet you people listening right now they were looking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny, man. I don't even know where we were at, Paul. Oh, I don't I don't know. I know we were talking about Canton and <laughs> Canton and the Gulf we of know. Mexico, yeah. Yeah. I, I just I, I'm so thankful to be here. I, I I can't even explain it. To be around you guys and uh hang out here at such a beautiful place. I'm just so thankful to be in the room, man. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh it's a true blessing to be here with all of you guys. You know, this isn't something typically we do very often. Uh most of the time when we do do this, it's to see you guys and you know, we we look at it as, you know, we're helping friends be successful and friends are helping us, you know, by giving, you know, uh, you know, an opportunity to come visit a house in a beautiful area here where we're at and you know, we uh it's just all you know, taking care of one another and seeing each other succeed. And it's, that's what it's all about at the end of the day. You know, we want to see, we want to see you doing good, Paul. I love it when I see you dropping a new book every other week, <laughs> you know, uh, we love it seeing Brian's doing good with his podcast as well. And, you know, Caleb and Brittany, you know, the building their new shop and, you know, just all of that. So it's, uh, it's a true blessing to, to see it developing from a distance. Yeah. And it's cool to be around others that when you actually have success, whether it's in your lawn care business or your storage unit business or your YouTube business and everyone in this house, when someone else wins, we're happy for them. We're like, dude, Blake just got a new mower. Like I, yep. I messaged, I was like, congratulations, dude. You know what I mean? And, 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 it, and to be around other people that actually think it's cool when you're winning it's so refreshing because we all get, all of us get the peanut gallery that uh, are have jealousy and they want to tear us down. So it, it, I think from a mental, emotional perspective, it's refreshing to be around other people that actually want to see you succeed. Yeah, it, it's uh, it's refreshing. And, you know, it's the complete opposite with what most people think or perceive, you know, most people think like, you know, I shouldn't like such and such, or they shouldn't like you. And it's like, it's complete, you know, reverse. You throw them off when you guys are hanging out, laughing ch yeah. together when they think you should be enemies. Yeah, exactly. You know, and it's mm -hmm. like, yeah, I don't know. I don't have, I, I think what it is, is we're all so focused on what we're trying to achieve in our personal lives, uh, that we don't have enough time to see, you know, the jealousy that other folks see from an outside looking in, I guess you could say. Mm -hmm. Uh, so we're, we're all just, you know, if you're, if you want to be successful, you got to be driven, you got to be focused, you know, you can't worry about what else is going on. And that's what it is. You know, uh, others that may not be as focused on what they should be like their own life, their own business are focusing on others and, you know, expecting something different. And in reality, it's just the complete opposite. Yeah. What's your advice to those in our life that are the, the jealous negative that want to tear us down and see us fail? How, how have you learned to deal with that? Cause it's not necessarily that might never go away for any of us. There might always be somebody who wants to see us fail rather than succeed, but what have you kind of got to a place? What's your focus on how you deal with those? I'm assuming that happens to you too. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess a disclaimer on my end, I'm not the, the, probably the smartest person to answer that question <laughs> okay. psychologically. Uh, but what I will say from our perspective is I love a good hater, man. I do. 
I love a hater. I love when somebody makes a comment or a post or a video and they try to influence other people's, you know, mindset of what they deem us or what they think we are, Mm -hmm. because I'll be 100% with you. I know exactly who I am. I know exactly what we're trying to achieve. And it, it just doesn't matter to me what they say. Now, if they irritate me enough to like rub me the wrong way, I guess you could say, all that's going to do is light a fire under me like you've never seen before. And I tell people all the time, you know, back in my day, whenever I was working for other companies and stuff, if you wanted to see something get done really quickly, just piss me off a little bit. Sorry, excuse my language. I don't want to use that in a bad way. But if you made me mad or upset, whatever was standing in front of me was going to just get demolished. And that didn't matter if it was, you know, two ton of dirt that needed moved. I was going to do it all by myself in (laughs) probably a record amount of time, but it just, it, man, it it can light a fire under me in a good way. I I love a hater, man. Uh, Obviously when people cross the line and try to take it personal, that's different. Uh, you know, my family, my wife has nothing to do with me personal wise. You know, if you make a comment, uh, so if somebody comes on and they say, Spencer, you suck, you know, or all oh, this or that, you don't know how to do this or that, man. Like that stuff just rolls off the back, but there's, there's a crossing the line point yeah. and then it just becomes, you know, what it is. Yeah. Well, that's really cool. Now, Sean, you have a third business. So of course, most folks know Spencer Lawn Care, the lawn care business. Mm -hmm. And then you also have a YouTube channel that is a business. Mm -hmm. And that's not enough. (laughs) Now you have a third business. Um, You want to talk a little bit about your new endeavor and what you're learning and maybe what you learned from your two previous businesses that are still existing businesses. But I'm sure there's principles that you learned from building other businesses that you can take into a completely different market and and sector. And tell us a little bit what what you're up to now, Mr. Entrepreneur. So we technically have five businesses. Sorry, forgive me. Three, (laughs) three that are known, if you know what I'm saying. Right. Uh, Another one is just a recent startup this past, I guess, half a year. Uh, I'm not going to go into detail just on that one just yet because it's got a lot of growth to go before we ever even will relaunch it. Uh, and then we have another one as well that's more geared towards the background of social media as well and uh, helping other companies achieve with social media what they want to achieve and helping them along those lines. So uh, I guess renting our expertise to companies that you wouldn't think need their expert our expertise, but mm-hmm. we're really they're finding out we're really good at what we do, uh, social media wise. And that's not me gloating whatsoever. It's just, you know, well, I'm, I'm not the guy to go tear an engine apart. So I'm going to go to the guy to tear the engine apart and pay him to do it. If you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You had a, a bunch of influencers huddled around you at the table right over there the other day, showing a feature on Instagram. <laughs> and, uh, I think you had a- Andy Mulder and Brian Fullerton and <laughs> Christian from Steve. I mean, I was there, there's a whole bunch of us and you're like, show us, Sean, show us. How did you do, how did you do that? So yeah, yeah definitely. so real, real, uh, real plays on Instagram bonuses and nobody, I guess nobody else knew that, uh, you can get compensated for your reels. So, uh, now everybody in the house knows. <laughs> I still have to figure out, I was looking at mine and it didn't show me, but maybe, maybe off air you can yeah, show so me. Basically what I was explaining to them, not to get off topic no, you know, or from where you were at, uh, Instagram is paying out for AdSense for per 1000 views, the highest amount out of YouTube, TikTok, you know, TikTok. TikTok's obviously the cheapest out of all of them, but you know, they're a China based 
brand company. So things are a little bit differently. So Instagram is paying out 50 cents per 1000 views, which is good, you know, for that technical, I guess, quality of content, you know, it's short, Mm -hmm. easy to edit and upload and get it out there versus say a, you know, YouTube video, it takes you three, four or five hours to edit, upload, thumbnail, tag, description, you know, all the above to get Mm -hmm. out. So it's a lot quicker and you're getting compensated a lot more than others. Uh, so yeah, I was really blown away that nobody else knew it, but what we found out is a lot of them didn't even have it offered onto their platform. So what I was like recommending to everybody is like, Hey, maybe do an Instagram update and it'll be there. Uh, a couple of them found out how to activate it. And then it was just setting up like card on file so they can get paid oh, wow. and stuff like that. Like, uh, Brian Fullerton, he didn't have it on his phone at all, but Liz pulled it up on her phone instantly. Boom. It's there. So it was like, maybe they're you know, it, maybe it's being offered to some people and not to other people, but then it's like other people figured out how to download it and figure it out. Cool. Well, I, that's my goal before I leave the hype house or hopefully you don't leave prematurely, but I'm hoping not. We got a big, I, big storm. Heading and, and we got big weather. We got a big increase in our temperature here. We got, <laughs> it's 57 or so. What would you say, Blake? You're, you're 60. All right, but Blake's giving it a generous round up to 60. <laughs> it's just a different. I'm, I got soft when I moved down south because I used to be in Canton. You're in Kansas City, which is kind of cold in the winter. But it's going to be 78 on Thursday or Wednesday, 74 on Tuesday. And it's sunny every day. There's not any cloud. Like even in Canton, if it's a sunny day, there's still white clouds. Yeah, there's some coverage there. There's nothing here. It's yeah. just light blue skies, light blue water, white sand. Palm trees. You were at the beach. Yeah, I walked over for a little bit. White sand? White sand. Did you wear those shoes or did you go I barefoot? did. I wore these shoes. It's pretty firm. You know, it's uh, as long as you're not getting down in the water, you can walk, uh, oh, walk really? pretty good. Yeah. Okay. I might have to hit, I might have to check out that beach. But um, my goal before you leave or I, or I leave um, is to uh, get it on my phone. We'll get you going, Paul. Okay. Yeah. I remember you asked a question there though about business and I'm, I'm trying. Okay. Well, I, I, I insulted you and said you only had three businesses. <laughs> well, no, <laughs> I no you, you just know what you know. So, <laughs> yeah. So, so, so the lawn care business, I obviously know, and I've seen your, I've been to your home and your shop and see all your, you know, your equipment, your YouTube video, obviously know cause it's on the YouTube and I've been watching you literally, you know, you Naylor Blake, some of the OOGs we're talking about geek to freak earlier. I mean, you guys were truly at the beginning of the game. Yeah. And been, then been um, a long time. Yeah. And then I knew you got this, um, you bought these storage units. Yep. And so that's been public. So that's all I knew, but I, I wanted to hear as an entrepreneur, because some people are, they idolize their lawn care business. Like you can only do lawn care. You can only do lawn care. You only do lawn care. And then if you, for example, our buddy, Matt LaMarche, he is absolutely crushing it. Blake, Blake's over here eating, uh, chips and queso. But our friend Matt LaMarche, he is making so much money in real estate. The, the, the market's been white hot in Atlanta. He's down in Sandy Springs. Guys, he is making hundreds of thousands of dollars you know, in, in real estate. But he's still in a lawn care business and he made the pivot and he took the business knowledge he learned from lawn care. And now he's crushing it in real estate. So I like to bring people on the show who, whether your, your lawn care business still exists or whether you pivot all together, that you take that knowledge from that business and go into real estate or go into storage units or go into something else. So tell us a little bit about the story. Yeah. So uh, a lot of business uh, is the same in general. 
Uh, so as you know, we just started the storage facilities in the last, you know, five months we've been working on it and then getting the deal done right before Christmas time. And then, you know, moving into those aspects, but it's still the same concept of, you know, any business, lawn care, landscaping, snow removal. So especially now it's even more emphasized because prices are going up, up, up. So therefore you have to do rate adjustments. You know, you have to be getting what you should be getting for your, for your business or for your, uh, you know, accounts or whatever. So rate increases are a thing. So all I did is took the same thing we have for our lawn care, landscaping, snow removal, and now we're just implementing them. I shouldn't say I, us, Savannah as well. Uh, you know, we implement those same things into a storage facility. So whenever we're shopping, because we're always shopping uh, for more facilities as well, this is our end game. This is our retirement. So 20 years from now, when lawn care is done, landscaping, snow removal is done, we have something there that we can fall back on, you know, whether that's rentals, you know, buying and flipping storage facilities. Right now we're focused on storage facilities. So what we do is we're looking for underperforming storage facilities that we think we can turn around and make profitable. Okay. So, you know, we started searching, we honed in on a few deals, a few deals weren't the good, best deals. And then we found one uh, with the potential for a second uh, that we really liked. And what we, the first thing we noticed off the rip is, you know, uh, it was, it was well ran the elderly couple that was running it, they were at their end of their game. You know, they were wanting to get out of it completely and just retire, move somewhere sunny like we're at right yeah. now and just be done, you know? So uh, what we notice is, you know, there weren't big rate increases with this facility. You know, the prices that it was at when they originally bought it were still- That $40 mo is still a $40 mo, Exactly. Man. <laughs> but fast forward 10, 15 years, whatever it was that they owned it, yeah. you know, there's a big difference. So if you're charging the same thing last year as you are this year, you're losing money. Okay. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's just all there is to it. So we evaluated the business and just like we would do lawn care, we go in and, you know, we say, Hey, we need to rate rate increase. We need to raise prices on these storage units. Okay. If the market value for a 10 by 20 in our area for a storage unit is 125 to 135 a month, we need to be getting 125 to 135 a month because everybody else is getting that. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, obviously there's other things that come into play, you know, security upgrades, you know, making the facility better, cleaner, mm -hmm. uh, you know, just all of the things that you implement into your business to be good. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, we just, we figured out that a lot of things that you figure out going into any business, it's just the same thing, revolving it, but into a new business. So we took what we learned in the lawn care landscaping realm, put it into the storage facility, and we're at the beginning processes of that. So we did rate adjustments right off the rip, uh, you know, and we're going to continually do those every six months, every three months as we need, uh, you know, bringing taking long-term customers that have been there that have been, uh, you know, very, uh, dedicated to that area. They're not going anywhere. Mm -hmm. We, we give them little kickers to make it a, a better deal for them, you know? Uh, so it, it's really just providing overall great customer service, because if you're not taking care of them as the customer, mm -hmm. making them feel special, making sure the, the service or what they're renting from you or buying from you or your service that you're providing them, if it's not worth it to them, or if they don't feel like it's, you know, uh, I guess a good deal, they're going to either A, move on, look for another lawn care company or a storage facility, mm -hmm. or they're just going to up and stop paying you or whatever, you know? So at the end of the day, it's all about the customer. 
and making them feel like, you know, they're getting a good deal and that they're, you know, they're respected and they're going to be taken care of. Yeah. Now, how do you navigate and manage your lawn business, your YouTube creation, publishing? I'm familiar, not to your extent, but that's a lot of work. Mm -hmm. And then this business as well. How has that been managing all of that? Yeah. So about 2018, I started running the social media as a business. Before that, it was just a hobby. Hobby. Yeah. Yeah, Purely a hobby. I did it, you know, put up a video whenever I wanted, you know, whenever I just had the time, yada, yada, yada. 2018, we saw a pivot and, you know, we saw the interest coming from the outside world. Uh, I can call them back later. Big uh, news. Yeah, probably. <laughs> probably. You're getting a snowstorm. We need service. Nah, you, you, you're also getting 78, 77 and sunny oh, Wednesday, so. Thursday, Friday here. I man. hope we're here, man. And we got a meetup on Saturday. At the, it'd be great for you guys to, to be at in uh, Armature Works. The community's coming down. So I, I, I hope we can be there, Paul. If not, I'll be pushing snow and you guys just think about me. <laughs> but uh, I think TQ wants to stay in Florida. What about you, TQ? <laughs> She's happy. <laughs> yeah. The only app every landscaper needs. Company Cam makes it dead simple to communicate, document, and problem solve with guys in the field, no matter where you are. Company Cam brings documentation, communication, and liability protection together in one simple, easy to use app for you and your entire team. Take unlimited photos and videos, share custom reports, create flawless before and afters, and even communicate and share progress with homeowners, with galleries, and projects timelines all from your smartphone company cam the only app every landscaper needs check it out at companycam.com forward slash green or find it in your app store the link will also be in today's show notes for almost 40 years landscape pros have trusted xmark equipment to help them get the job done day in and day out hey i'm mike mayfield and as a product manager here at xmark i get the opportunity to listen to our customers and test new ideas for our products each and every day. We strive to make our mowers the most durable, comfortable, and advanced in the green industry. Xmark, engineered by us, trusted by landscape professionals, ready to work for you. Kohler introduces an industry-first 300-hour oil change kit. The innovative oil change kit includes new Kohler Pro 10W50 full synthetic oil and Kohler Pro Extended Life oil filter, which when paired together, Triple the oil change interval in Kohler gas engines from 100 hours to 300 hours. You can reduce your annual oil change costs by up to 50% while improving equipment uptime and productivity. Kohler Pro 10W50 oil is engineered for increased wear protection under extreme operating conditions. Kohler Pro 300-hour oil change kits are available for most Kohler engines. Contact your local Kohler authorized dealer to learn more about Kohler Pro 300-hour oil change kits. Today's podcast was recorded at the 2022 Green Industry Hype House in Tampa, Florida. This year's Hype House is sponsored by the Hardscape Academy and the Entrepreneur Academy. Caleb and Brittany Allman invite you to visit thehardscapeacademy.com where you'll find on-demand video courses and workshops. It's educational training to help you optimize your time, resources, and make more money. Lawentrepreneuracademy.com, started by Brian and Liz Fullerton, is dedicated to giving lawn care professionals all of the content and resources needed to reach more customers, grow your business, and be more successful. 
Enjoy today's podcast and remember to check out both the Hardscape Academy and the Entrepreneur Academy. Yeah, so the predicament you're talking about is there's a snowstorm coming to my hometown? Yeah. What when's it supposed to get there? Uh, Wednesday, Thursday for sure. So my guys, they can handle, you know, they can ho- handle five inches and under. You get above five inches, it becomes a lot more taxing, and we all have to be there. Yeah. Uh, so. I know the weather girl up there, Ramisha, I think. She's on channel, I don't know. I don't know. She's on one of the main channels up there. Okay. The, the weather weather girl. But not to get off topic, Paul, you were asking about the, <laughs> yes. you know, the, how I manage it and everything. It's not easy for one, but I do run it like a business. You know, I, I get up first thing in the morning. I'll give you an example. Lawn care. It's easier to just do it this way. So lawn care, we get up in the morning, kids get on a school bus, they go to school. We have a time period there of about eight hours that we need to get our work done, get home, get the uploading process of it, transferred over, transferring files, editing for two to three hours Mm -hmm. and then uploading hopefully to be up around seven o'clock that evening. So there is a lot of sacrifice, but now with the, the storage facility on top of that, another reason we were geared towards the storage facilities were the overall maintenance side of it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't require a ton of our time, but we're also automating a lot of newer things that this facility didn't have mm-hmm. to make it so that we don't have to be there all the time. I'll give you a quick example. So before the old owners, uh, you know, if a tenant called and they said, hey, I need a storage facility or a storage unit. Mm-hmm. It, they would say, okay, we'll meet you down there. And, you know, they'll come there. They'll take the, the owners will take their lock off. The new tenant will pay, sign their contract and then put their lock under the unit. And now they have control of it. Okay. If they don't pay, you go back, you lock them out and then you either, you know, hold it until they pay or you auction it off to recover your loss. Uh, so the way we're going to transition this one for now is, so that we don't have to go there very often or as minimal as possible. We have a lockbox that we're having built and this mm-hmm. thing's going to be like a Brinks truck. Okay. So mm-hmm. there's really not going to be any value in it. It just has to be that the, it's not easy to, to take or rip down or anything like that. So simply it's going to have uh, 10, 10 locks inside of it mm-hmm. with each individual doors, kind of like post offices. If you can think of how uh, a large group of mailboxes are where you have a lock and you unlock it and you, you get your mail out. So same concept with a main guide door, internally it's going to have 10 10 different locks in there and we're going to put our locks inside of there okay and what'll happen or we're going to put a key inside of there sorry we're going to put our key inside of there for each unit that we have available so when a customer calls and they they sign up online or they sign up with us over the phone we say okay you're going to be in B18 mm-hmm. just an example yeah you're going to be in B18 okay so you're going to go to lock number 3 in our lock box you're going to punch in the code mm. you'll gain access to that box you will get the key, take the lock off of B18, take our lock, put it back into that lock box with the code mm-hmm. and close the door. You put your lock on the unit. It's now yours. We didn't have to go there. We don't have to get off the couch if we don't want to, but it's just automating it so that it works for us so that we don't have to go there because this, this facility was unique. We knew that buying it, we knew we were slightly landlocked, so we couldn't put like a fence up with electronic gate and all of that as of right now. Uh, But we figured out a way to get around it so that we don't have to still go there upgrading like a, there's going to be a video released on our channel if I decide to release it. Uh, we had a situation happen with a, a, disgruntled, a disgruntled tenant. Uh, 
I don't, I don't know if I'm going to share it though. I don't know. Uh, just because, you know, we do get a lot of attention and it's not the attention we want, but I'll give you an example real quick. We had a tenant we inherited from the old owners. Uh, he didn't pay them. So therefore we've only owned it a couple months now. He didn't pay us for the second month. And then you start the process of locking out and recovering your loss. Mm -hmm. So long story short or short story long, however we break this down, uh, we locked him out. He didn't pay. We sent him his certified letter that he's been locked out and notified him that he was his uh, storage facility was going to be his unit was going to be auctioned off. His two units were going to be auctioned off on February 5th for non-payment if he didn't pay us by then. Mm -hmm. OK, so then we contacted an auction house, set up his auction dates for his unit and uh, moved on from there. Well, <sighs> He decided that he wanted to get his stuff out without paying, so he went down and he didn't cut through our lock. He actually cut through the mechanism oh that gosh. locks the garage door itself. So if you can imagine, it has a bolt platform that slide, it's bolted to the garage door and then it goes into the locking on the wall. Yeah. So he decided he was going to cut that off wow. of the door instead of cutting our lock off. It was easier. It was softer. And, uh, you know, he did it and he, in and of itself, you know, it's been, uh, you know, the police department, a uh, police report's been made. We had to go to the prosecutor to press charges. Uh, as of right now, we're still waiting to hear back from them because from what we understand, they're really swamped with work. And we understand, you know, this isn't exactly like high on their totem pole. You know, this isn't a murder or anything like that. So we understand when they get back to us, they'll get back to us. We found out the tenant actually already had another, uh, warrant out for his arrest for something else. And, uh, yeah, that's kind of where we're at right now. So he broke into both of his units and took his good stuff, left his garbage. Oh man. Uh, damaged our doors, our garage doors, which that's the, uh, the main thing that I'm worried about. You know, he took a grinder and he ground our doors. Uh, so yeah. So it, there's PETA customers in lawn care and there's PETA customers in, uh, yeah. PETA is a pain in the, yeah, but yeah, but you have those and they're very far few between, which mm -hmm. is good. This isn't, you know, this isn't going to make or break us. It was just a simple fact of, you know, there's people out there that do dumb things. And he literally, he, he did three felonies as of right now. They can charge him with breaking and entering criminal destruction. And there was one other one they said, I can't think of it, but basically if we move forward with this, I mean, he's going to have three felonies sitting over his head for what he did. And it was all over 155 bucks. So we reached out to him via voicemail. He wouldn't answer his phone. I give him the opportunity to take care of the damages uh, so that we don't move forward on it. As of right now, he's kind of just, He's ghosted you. Yeah, he's, he's ghosting. Well, there you have it. <laughs> the updated Sean and, and TQ's over there in the kitchen. So I hope you guys enjoy the rest of your time as someone growing up from Canton, Ohio. This is very, very special to get to uh, see such a beautiful Gulf of Mexico and yeah. place. So. And real quick, Paul, before we end it, I'm not... I'm not shining a negative light on our storage facility or anything like that. Mm -hmm. This can help happen in lawn care. It can happen in any business. Okay. Uh, a laundry mat, for example, you know, people drill out the locks on them and take the coins, you know, quarters, uh, lawn care, you know, you sign a contract with a customer, they don't pay for three months. You end up either moving forward with a lien on their property or however you have to recover your loss. You know, a lot of guys that don't know gals that don't know, they'll just move on and be like, you know what? It, it's a loss, you know, 
it is what it is, but there's processes of getting your income back as well. Even if you have to write it off as a loss on your taxes, you need to, to just be smart. I'm not giving tax advice. <laughs> Another disclosure. You got to be real disclaimer. Here. Yeah. You got to really be careful there, but just don't let any customer take advantage of you and think that they can completely get away with it. That's there's always, you have to be a businessman and this is business and a businesswoman. It's just business. So whenever customers cross that line, you have to you have to take back the control. And I think a principle here is because I've been coaching a lot of folks, and some people buy businesses in lawn care, and this seems like it happens every single time. You bought a storage business, and you inherited a customer that you didn't vet, that you didn't establish the relationship with, and so you have basically suffered the consequences of someone else bringing this customer into the ecosystem. Absolutely. But then again, there's a great benefit there as well. So we, we purchased the cash flowing asset. So therefore after everything's paid every month, the mortgage is paid on it, the electric's paid on it, the insurance, the taxes, everything's paid on it. We're still cash flowing a couple thousand dollars from this deal. And that couple thousand is basically going back to reimburse us for our our initial 30% down that we put on the storage facility, which was 55,000 of our own money. Uh, So once we reoccur that, get that back, and then we'll start profiting from it. But the long-term goal was to just acquire assets that 20 years from now, they're paid off over the next 20 years, they're paying themselves down. You know, we're working towards that. So that whenever we decide to retire or whatever we do, once we cross that threshold, you know, we can live comfortably. Uh, and then whenever, you know, we pass on and leave this earth to go to the glorious gates of heaven, hopefully we'll, uh, we'll leave it to our kids and our kids, kids. And it, it, it's really just breaking, you know, the, 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 I don't want to use the word curse. I don't want to use the word curse because I don't look at it like that. But taking your family from, you know, uh, me growing up, we, we had a lot of severe poverty. You know, I didn't have a mentor to guide me to become financially successful or to lead me down that path. It was all self-taught, self-learned, a lot of mistakes and, you know, learning as you go. And, I don't want my kids and their kids to have to go through that process. I want to be that person, myself and my wife, Savannah, we want to be those, per, those people that, you know, say, Hey, don't do this. Or, Hey, maybe go this route and help them along their way a little bit easier. The, the things that we didn't have, we, you know, we weren't raised around, uh, people that were super successful. You know, we had family members that did good things, started good businesses and, uh, you know, did a lot of stuff, but you know, a lot of it, I'll, I'll say it like this. When I was young, uh, some stuff was ingrained into your mind as a kid sometimes that you really didn't catch on to until you're older. Mm-hmm. So my grandfather, mm-hmm. my dad's dad, uh, he, he was a businessman in this sense. Okay. So he had a very small acreage piece of property, but he maximized his square footage here. Okay. Mm-hmm. So he was older whenever I came, you know, I was born, he was probably in his forties, maybe fifties at that time. He, uh, you know, he started buying mobile homes and putting them on his property and renting them out. And, and I mean, there was like, three on his property at one point, And then he had a little house next to it and then his house. But basically he had his own little, almost like mobile home park there on his little piece of property. But what he was doing is renting these things out and getting a monthly income from them, from his tenants and living the life that he wanted to as a, you know, a retired, I think he worked at the water park, uh, or not water park, like the water service. But, uh, just seeing that, I didn't really connect it as a kid. I knew he was collecting payments and stuff and I would hear discussions and stuff, but it was really something that I saw growing up. Like, man, this is, 
this is this is a lot easier than going, you know, and putting the nine to five in, which we still do that as well. But that's funding elsewhere. You know, everything is a big uh, ball of wax, I guess you can say. The lawn care funds the snow removal. The snow snow removal funds the lawn care. Those both fund the social media. The social media now funds back to them. And it's just a big ball that we're trying to build here, like a snowball rolling down a hill, just getting bigger and bigger. We're exploring, you know, now the storage facilities. We have a couple other things in the, the fire here as well. One we're working on, I will say probably a year and a half from now, if we do drop it, and it, I get it to where I think it can be. It's going to be a complete different change uh, for anybody. I will say it's kind of geared towards social media and it would be, uh, it's not revolutionary. It, there's already others out there doing it, but for a person of our statue with our social media to hop into this realm, it would be a complete, uh, I don't, I don't want to use the word game changer because that word's overused anymore. Uh, but it would be a big jump for us from where we've came from to where we want to go. Well, there you go. Well, if you guys remember my FaceTime a while ago, my cousin had big news. So I've been yeah. on the edge of my I'm seat. I'm excited. Here. I'm about to phone in on this too. Let's go. Let's call your cousin I, right I gotta, now. I got to figure. You want to call him on air? Let's call him on air. Really? Let's see, man. I, oh, dude, what winning's winning, bro. Is. If you're winning, I'm winning. Let's do it. All right. Let's 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 see. Cousin, you better not let us down. Let's see if I need... Uh, I don't know if my phone is connected to the bluetooth here <laughs> this could go really well or this could be an absolute hey, flop Sean. hey if we cut right here guys you know <laughs> you guys enjoy the time oh man let me uh hey in. once again what paul's working on this here man great big thank you guys to uh caleb and Brittany almond the hardscape academy and liz and brian fullerton with the uh <laughs> with the Entrepreneur academy and also a great big shout out to paul here with the green industry podcast for having us on here uh, make sure you guys check out all of his books. I'm sure they're in the links. Support Paul. He's doing big things out here, and uh, we're super proud of all these guys. Yeah, the brand new book is 101 Proven Ways to Increase Efficiency and Make More Money in Lawn Care, Sean. So I wanted to write a book that really captured, if I could think of what are the top 101 things I've learned about building a lawn care business so that someone who's just starting a lawn care business can kind of go through the checklist and make sure they're not missing out on any efficiency and ultimately making more money. Absolutely. In the business. That's so. what we started the social media for, man, 2013, 14, whatever it was. It was to uh, show the struggles and, you know, our ups and downs, things that worked for us, things that didn't work for us. And then all it is is a guiding uh, example for others. You know, everybody's going to have their own mistakes and do the things that they want to do business wise the way they want to do it. So it's not saying our way is the way to go or your way is 100 percent the way to go. But, hey, we can all take value from everything that's put out there and say, Oh, here we go. You can hear that? You can hear the phone ringing? I can hear it. Okay. It's working. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Producer might need to cue up that outro Ooh. music now. <clears throat> oh, cousin better answer. <laughs> What's your cousin's name? Ryan. Ryan. And in, in his little... Your call has been forwarded oh, to he, an automatic uh, voice message little, system. 330 You know that. Oh, Erica. yeah. yeah. His little son's a, you, trying to be a YouTuber. He's got like five or 6,000 subscribers. Oh, good for him, man. He's, up, he's, you know, figuring it out. That's awesome. That's awesome. So, and he started a podcast too, so... Dude, I love seeing these young guys and gals just absolutely... Uh, it, it, it's... It, man, it's just good. It's good. 
Yeah. I mean, seeing guys like Blake sitting out here, he doesn't know right now. He he doesn't he doesn't maybe think he's being super successful, but he is. Mm-hmm. Dude, he's 25. He's got a kid. He's got a beautiful home. Two kids. A, yeah, I mean twins. Yeah, beautiful kid, wife. Yeah, you know he he's doing things. Maybe the problem is, man. I'm looking at Blake right now. Blake has no clue we're talking about him, but. You know, even myself, when I was younger, we want it now. You know, Paul, you want it now. You want it now. Like right now. Why is it not happening right now? It's happening for Blake. It might not be happening for Blake as fast as what Blake wants it. But it's there. It's, it's, right, at the, it's right at his grasp. It's, it's, uh, it's coming his way, man. He's winning, even though he, he – I don't know. He, maybe he does think he's winning. Maybe he doesn't. But, you know, I look at Blake and I see, you know, a smile on his face right now. He's chuckling. Everyone's smiling out there. Liz is smiling. Yeah. The baby's smiling. Blake's smiling. Exactly. It's, uh, this is great to, to, to be here, Sean. <laughs> I'm proud of Blake. I'm proud of everybody here, man. It's, uh, it's good. It's really good. I never could imagine us all doing this again for one. A year ago, we did it once. That was beautiful. A year later, you know, yeah, there were hiccups there, you know, but (laughs) this is the problem. The people that are in this house are in this house for a reason. And it's not saying that others that aren't in this house can't be in this house or not going to be in this house because who knows, you know, it's up in the air. But the people that are in this house right now, if a problem comes before them, they figure it out. Mm-hmm. They don't curl up. They don't right. backtrack. They don't say, oh, I couldn't do it because of this or that. They figured it out. They made some sacrifice and we're all sitting here because of it. And you can completely cut all this out, <laughs> Paul, if you want to. This is just, uh, I was really chatting it up. We're uh, uncut. Or, uh, we're on un- green industry unfiltered. There you go. So, there <laughs> that doesn't sound as smooth. <laughs> Fullerton unfiltered. But thanks again to uh, Hardscape Academy. Launchpreneur Academy for for sponsoring this awesome house and uh, good catching up with you, Sean. And hopefully we'll get to enjoy some warmer weather here in in the next few days. Absolutely, TQ can and uh, continue that that uh, suntan. <laughs> Absolutely, man. Shameless plug: Spencer Lawn Care <laughs> on Instagram, yeah. TikTok, and our main focus is our YouTube. Also, real quick before we end, Paul, I want to say, Mr. Producer, Mr. Producer, you are doing a phenomenal job. I see on Instagram you taking care of all these guys and gals with their podcast. I'm super proud of you. I've never met you. I have no clue what you even look like or uh, barely sound like. Exactly. For a long time, everybody (laughs) thought it was Paul just reaping the benefits behind the scenes. But I just wanted to say, if you are real, Mr. Producer, I'm super proud of you. I see you absolutely killing it. You're helping these guys change their lives. Keep it up. And yeah, enjoy the rest of your day. (laughs) See ya. You have been listening to the Green Industry Podcast. Thanks again to Xmark, Company Cam, and Kohler Engines for powering our 2022 kickoff tour. Support our sponsors and check out their products as we have provided the links in today's show notes. There you also find the link to Paul's new book, 101 Proven Ways to Increase Efficiency and Make More Money in Lawn Care. And of course, don't forget to smash that follow button and turn on notifications to stay up to date with future episodes as the tour rolls on. This has been a Jameson Media and Mr. Producer production.